I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Football Ramble Preview Show, sponsored by Bet365. My name's Marcus Speller. Jim Campbell's here. Hello. And Luke Moore is here. All right, everyone. It's time to talk about football. the show everybody my goodness it's good to have you with us what would we do without you and what would i do without you two boys you collapse without the listeners we would just be talking endlessly into an empty void mm. <laughs> i for one am very happy we're not doing that indeed yes were uh were you, were you pleased with the football happenings this week jim yeah i mean i'd have been absolutely gutted if they have called it all off did don't know you, why that would happen did but... you enjoy jose Mourinho's little nod to darth vader with his jumper yeah that was an interesting sartorial choice wasn't it it's put himself out for some flack there he doesn't mind that fitting with the character do you think he wasn't confident about the result for some reason so i thought i'll wear a really weird thing to sort of deflect any you know bad will that may come our way it's um it was a bad choice yeah um it's the second bad choice he's made sartorially this 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 season after the the bright red roll neck he wore um about two or three weeks ago now in an interview um and it wasn't just something he's chucked on because it had his initials on it as well Mm. that was an official piece of club uh kit really and it was a very very loud red roll neck similar to the one that james horncastle wore on on the continent last week but red instead of blue i guess marino's always always been a sort of very stylish man so if it gets to the point where he does have to have a sort of midlife crisis fashion wise it it sort of reverses itself no i think he had it at real madrid when he went for that phase of wearing those real madrid polo shirts with the buttons down up to the top that Mm. were too small for him he does go for a bit when he's struggling a bit in the job he does tend to let standard slip sartorially he does he's not struggling in the job not at all now i I think that he, he he wanted a bit more reinforcement with the uh with the cold russian weather yeah, maybe. That's what yeah, it was. I, I, the, the, the garment that he was wearing reminds me of when you're looking around some of the, the high street brand, you know, the high street chain shops, rather. And you think, oh, that's not a bad jump. And then you look and it's got like a, a multicoloured dragon in sequins on the back yeah. of it. And you think, yeah. oh, that's a shame. Yeah. And I think he probably picked it up and thought, that's fair enough. But he didn't see that kind of Darth Vader-y, sort of leathery thing mm. around the neck. I don't like too much detail on that on clothing, personally. Mm-hmm. So I, I thought I thought and his team were fantastic. Another great performance from Romelu Lukaku. I didn't think the opposition was up to much really on the mm. night um, but I don't like to see Jose dressed in that sort of stuff and I think he should take a look at it you've got Could... a walrus head on your t-shirt I have mm. it's fairly detailed it is 
I've realised what I've said. <laughs> <laughs> we got him, Jim. Yeah. I told you we would sooner or later. Could it be that Mourinho was on his way to a fancy dress party immediately after the game? Un- so just... un- unlikely. Yeah. Well, I just feel he could have been saving time. Yeah. He's a pragmatic man, isn't he? Do you think he thought his team talk was, I'm pleased we got this game on this day because I was going to Moscow for a fancy <laughs> dress party anyway. So two birds, one stone. Let's get a win for me. Yep. Then I can show my face. Yeah. Lovely old job. Yeah. I think Which ironically you wouldn't see, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of lovely old jobs, Chelsea beat Atletico away in the Champions League this week. The first English side to win at uh, at the Wanda Stadium. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> first team to win there, full stop. That I believe aren't, that aren't Atletico. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. right. Yeah, <laughs> but I think in 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 is it right, Marcus? In history, whatever mm. stadium they've played at, that's the first time an English team has won there. Is that right? I think that's what it is. Yeah, I remember hearing. I, I saw the game last night, and I remember hearing a stat that I thought that wow, that's impressive, and, and it was impressive by the way. I mean, mm. for those who didn't see it, Chelsea went into the break a goal down because David Luiz made a, a poor decision. Yeah. But, but they were very unlucky to go into the break a goal down and to turn it around against that Diego Simeone side mm. away from home. It's, it's a really, really big achievement. It is. Yeah, and, and I know we can't read too much into it because we, we saw, um, for example, Barcelona beat Inter and then Inter won the, won the Champions League that season. Yeah. So it doesn't mean an awful lot in the group stages, I suppose. But well, it, In terms really, of finishing top, and also they've got Roma Im- in there. That's important. Mm. They've got a very tough group. And it was a really, really impressive performance. I thought I thought they were, they were good. Tough, toughest game on paper, you would say, for, for Chelsea in oh, the group. Absolutely. They've gone there and won. And, but not all the Chelsea players were happy about this, of course, because Diego Costa still a Chelsea player. <laughs> He's still a Chelsea <laughs> player. My, my, my favourite story around this, and... And there's a few. I don't know for sure, or indeed care if it's true <laughs> because I never let the truth get in the way of a good story indeed uh, the, I, I read or I heard I forget which that Diego Costa desperately wanted to be unveiled before this game oh, I heard that as well. and Atletico said um, no we respect Chelsea Football Club we're not going to do that and I like to think that's why Diego had a face like a slapped ass in the crowd mm, yeah um, I, I'd have respected <clears throat> him even more if he just did it anyway, yeah. I'm going out there. Yeah. Going. He was everywhere, though, wasn't he? He, was, he just made. He basically sort of did a little one man mini parade of the stadium by just popping up in as many places as <laughs> yeah. possible, like Michi Batshuayi's um, Instagram feed, for example. Yeah. He was hugging Conte's brother as yeah. well, just all over the place. It's great, just getting right amongst it. Um, the reason I respect it is because I think, and I've said this before on the show, and I think I said it to do with Sami Nasri. I think you've really got to go some to stand out as an idiot in the mad world of football. <laughs> yeah. And anyone who can stand head and shoulders above the rest in just being a complete fool deserves immense credit. There was yeah. a really interesting uh, interview with um, Saul, or Saul, Saul, Saul on, yeah. uh, on which side of the fence you grew up on. And he a very in-depth interview about um, the man's uh, career so far and, of course, that kidney injury and mm. so on and so forth. And they talked about Diego Costa and the interviewer said... In, in England, Diego Costa is seen as a little bit mad and so on. But I'm sure, you know, once you get to know him, as you guys would know him, it's all just cut in and went, no, no, he is crazy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he really is. But he's a great guy to have around the place and so on and so forth. And I love the quote from Felipe Luis, the yeah. Brazilian fullback, the excellent fullback, of course. The, the excellent Felipe Luis. The Chelsea Hall of Famer. Indeed. <laughs> well, I've got another one who's yeah. uh, um, gone over the, the, the line and come back again. And he said about Diego Costa, who, who and it's fair to say that even those just glancing at football uh, would would know Diego Costa as being a bit unprofessional of late. But Felipe Luiz has got a different spin on it. He said, few players have done as much to move to a club as Diego. This, of course, is in, in light of Diego Costa's uh, 
uh, transfer to, to Atletico Madrid. It's certainly one way of looking at it, isn't yes. it? Well, he said, I have never seen a player make such an effort to come here. It's an example to us all. <laughs> what, what should, that is unbelievable. What Incredible. Should, I've never seen someone make more effort to come here by showing such a lack of effort on the other side yeah. of the coin. <laughs> by <laughs> so much unprofessionalism, mm. you've gone full circle and you're yeah. back to full professional to, in my uh, eyes. London to Madrid via Brazil. Yeah. <laughs> should we make a, make time for a little special mention for Aidan Hazard, who was excellent? Well, he was, yeah. Man yeah. The match, good to see him back. Yeah. I'm sure Premier League defenders won't agree with me, but well, it was good to have him very much so. uh, back as well. Unlucky with a deflected shot. Mm. So good, he's hitting it off defenders well, and then... I wonder if he'll scoring. feature at the weekend because clearly he's had a serious injury, hasn't he? he, he I think he broke his ankle, didn't he? It was certainly a fracture mm. to his ankle, which clearly is a serious problem. Um, and whether he can he can um, muster himself for another game at the weekend, a big game as well, remains to be seen. But he was excellent uh, last night. Will Mickey Batshuayi get a call? Well, he's pushing it. Yeah, we, he's performing, yeah, and it was great. Fantastic. We said this last season, you know, that he's, he's got talent. He went there for big money, you know, a year ago, big yeah. money, and uh, got a couple of crucial goals for Chelsea. Got the goal that clinched them the, the league title, of course, among others. And he was a little bit of the forgotten man for a few months, certainly. Mm, but talk of a loan as well. Exactly. But he's got himself back in there. He's got his head down. And, and what a goal to yeah. win the game. A it beautiful was, passing it was move. A brilliant bit of team play from Chelsea, though, wasn't it? Because Atleti made one mistake really late on and they just pounced on it. Three of them could have put that in the net. That was such a brilliant exploitation of the tiny amount of space that Atleti leave. Also, mm. um, it reminds you of, of, of Ron Atkinson who used to say when players complained to him about being on the bench, he would say, don't tell me, show me. Mm. And, and Bashway is doing that. I mean, yeah. he, he, it seems to me, I mean, he scored a hat-trick in the League Cup, didn't he, a mm. week or so ago. I think he's got five goals this season, which and is impressive for the minutes he's Yeah, he's, he, when he's asked, when he's called upon, he does seem to, I mean, it seems to me anyway that he pops up with, with, with important goals. Mm. Not a forgotten man anymore, unlike well, Ron Atkinson of course. Well, the game at the weekend is, is undoubtedly the big one, isn't, isn't it? Um, it is. And uh, Chelsea are currently 7-4 to four with Bet365 to beat Man City. So £10 will return £27.50, uh, including the stake. Um, and Conte's a bit, isn't Conte a bit upset about the amount of time they don't have, well, the lack of time they have to prepare mm. for the game? It's that time of year when managers moan about the schedules. And Mourinho's uh, moaning as well, and Conte is, because Conte said, effectively, we've only got one day to prepare. They play on the Wednesday night, they, have, they, they get back in the early hours of Thursday morning. So they won't do anything Thursday. Yeah, you know, and then you've got Friday. And then and the game on Saturday. Yeah. Uh, Manchester City have that extra day because they played on the Tuesday night. Mm. It, I mean, I understand it, but it's not like the Premier League is stitching them up because Arsenal and Everton are both playing on Sunday. I believe they've been playing. They're going to be playing Thursday night in the yeah. Europa League. Yeah, it's just modern football. You know? do, you, do you think this is a precursor to? I think this is this is a little theory for you, and it might I might fall flat on my face like I did with the Watford one, but I'll keep putting myself out. Yeah, there. damn right. I'm nothing if not a brave broadcaster. Exactly. I think Conte's preempting the idea that he wants to play with a packed defensive midfield and defence against City because mm. they scored so many goals and they've been so good and he knows he may not get away with that on its own terms at home because Chelsea mm-hmm. are a proud team and you know, they're champions and the rest of it um, so he's preemptively saying well we had to do that because we we're so tired yeah. do you know what you say Chelsea are a proud club of course they are and they should be but um, I think I don't know because I don't go down to Stamford Bridge that often but I wonder if Chelsea are perhaps I don't know about an exception but one of the few big clubs that that kind of just sort of trust the manager because Mourinho yeah. was there for a while. And actually, if Chelsea did play quite defensively at home and then nicked it or or, or got a mm. result of sorts, 
then I think the fans are a bit more forgiving oh, and actually yeah. kind of they're more results based down there, which isn't necessarily. I, a bad think, thing. I, I, think, they, I think they will do that. Mm. I yeah. think Conte will do that because it's, work, it's worked for them so much in the past, isn't it? I mean, you know, if you look back to the great Italian sides who were great at sort of you know just rubbing out a one 0 win if they absolutely needed mm. it, I don't think anyone was sort of you know angry about that. I think Chelsea fans will look at that and go, "This is part of the grit and the steel that we traditionally now have as a club." And you know, I think you're probably right that more than any of the other big clubs actually. They're sort of a bit more um, understanding of that pragmatism being put in place when it needs to be there. I like but, your description but, uh, of rubbing out a 1-0 win. Yeah, but, uh, we'll leave that there. Abramovich isn't though, is he? he yeah, well, that's he, an he, issue. He's the only one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Although, that seems to have calmed down a little bit in recent years. Sated, then, sated by a title win. But he can't, he can't be that vocal <laughs> about it. Let's not forget the Champions League win they had. Yeah. You know? That was, I mean, that was a total robbery. Yeah. <laughs> But they won it. But exactly, they won it. Yeah. Yeah. exactly. Name on the trophy. Mm. Yeah, and uh, that can never be undone, Bayern. Thanks. No, yeah. <laughs> um, that's why I probably won't start because of the form of Alvaro Morata, who got mm. another goal against uh, a nice goal his goal. old rival's lovely flicked header against uh, Atletico's former Real Madrid man. Fernando Torres apparently offered Alvaro Morata advice before joining Chelsea. And Morata didn't take it. Yeah. Mm. Well, and that's why he's doing so well. Do better than I did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and then Torres also said, by the looks of it, Morata didn't need any help um, after the start he's yeah. made. I mean, what, what could his advice have been? Wander around the pitch like a forlorn ghost. That's yeah. what I remember Torres doing at Chelsea. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> Don't be nasty. Scored an important goal in the Champions League. He did, he yeah. did. He got that. Poor he, Fernando. He, I was just Gary sad for him at the time. Yeah. <laughs> I was just sad for him at the time. He looked so unhappy, didn't he? It was horrible. I know, but he didn't quite cut the mustard. But there we are. That was all in the past. Antonio Conte was thanked by his former Italy assistant and current Spartak Moscow manager Massimo Carrera. This was because Conte apparently helped Carrera plan for his side's match against Liverpool in the Champions League, which ended 1-1. I do quite like that. Do Liverpool mm. fans know about this yet? Well, they do now. They well, fuming. One of the quotes from Carrera is quite funny and incredibly dismissive. During the conversation, we talked about Liverpool for just a couple of minutes. <laughs> That was all I needed. If it had been four or five minutes, we'd have got the win. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Just talk that little bit more. Yeah. You're getting a couple of more points. But as you say, Luke, Chelsea do play Manchester City on, on Saturday, uh, which is the thigh rubber of the week. Oh, absolutely. I mean, arguably of the season so far. Yeah, because we've not seen Quite City possibly. sort of really tested against a, a, a top top team yet. Mm-hmm. And I mean, obviously you put Liverpool in that bracket, but they went a man down. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm really excited about this one. As, as we've you know discussed, I'm, I'm really fascinated by Conte's approach. Will he will he go toe to toe with Guardiola? I mean, Guardiola is definitely going to do that. And I wonder in you know in the modern Premier League, can can you win the Premier League without a plan B? I, I would say broadly speaking, no at the moment. And you know, Guardiola doesn't seem to have that. But I mean, this this could buck that trend if they are just so irresistible. Guardiola is out to prove you wrong. Jim mm. and if anyone can perhaps it's him I, I think Guardiola could prove me wrong on a number of things well, 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 he, can, he can prove everyone wrong just by the teams he picks there's no point trying to guess what team he's going to play Mourinho and Guardiola the two managers that I think this season in the Premier League you can't predict what they're going to do there's no point trying because, there isn't because they can do anything Guardiola will play fullbacks in midfield. Mourinho will ignore the best performing midfield of last season regularly. It's impossible to know. But the style of Guardiola will always be on the front foot and will always be attacking, mm. which is like how he likes his size to play. But you're right. There's there's, there's much more intricacies in there, of yeah. course. Mm. But I think Chelsea are, are set up to play that counter-attacking style, and I think that's what they should do. And it'll be very interesting to see because this is the first real test, as you say, mm. uh, for Manchester City. Also, they're missing Benjamin Mendy now, which is you know, is, which is, is going to be. A, a real change for them because he's been so good so quickly yeah well we, we, indeed we shall move on though to another lovely little story for an English club in the Champions League it was Spurs and Harry Kane's perfect hat trick mm. oh he's good isn't he <laughs> the World Cup yeah. <laughs> yeah, calm down everybody for crying out loud he's the seventh Englishman to score a Champions League hat trick of course can you name them uh, Andy Cole yeah you've got them written down yeah <laughs> 
Mike Hill. It was more of a shout to the listeners. Mike Hill. Mike Hill. Yeah, Mike Hill was a great one. In case the listeners do want to know, it's Andy Cole, Mike Newell, Michael Owen, Wayne Rooney, Alan Shearer. And Welbs. Welbs. Mm. Welbs and Shearer, I forgot about those ones. Mm. Mike, Newell, Mike Newell, I think, was the first hat-trick <coughs> in the Champions League, was it not? Was it not the quickest for a while? I don't know if it still is. Yeah, there was a little, there was a Nine definite, minutes or something? Definitely a bit of trivia attached do to you, it. Do you mean British players to score a hat-trick or actual first right. hat-trick? No, because it was when the Premier, I think it was just yeah. around when the Champions League first started, so yeah. I can't remember the exact Definitely right. one of the quickest ones, yeah. yeah. But it, I mean, look, look that, that performance from Harry Kane, and there was, there's been a lot of think pieces and a lot of uh, thing, sort of articles come out post this, around this game but also post about the individual prowess, if you like, of Harry Kane when compared to the two traditional <coughs> big best players in the world, Kane, uh, Kane, Messi and, and Ronaldo. Mm. And I, I personally don't have a huge interest in, in individual players and, and how good they are or aren't in, in that context. I prefer to think about the teams. And the reason for that is because I don't, I've never met an ex-pro or even a current player who wants to talk more about the individual trophies they've won ahead of the team trophies they've won. You know, you, you say to a player, what have you won? They say, well, league titles, these cups, this, that and the other. And I think players do want to win things like Premier Leagues and Champions Leagues yeah. and, you know, if possible, World Cups, you know, international level. I think most forwards would take a league title win over, say, two Golden boots. Would you say that's fair? Of course. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it doesn't interest me in a huge, a, a huge amount in that context. But I have to say that performance from Harry Kane was a real scruff of the neck performance. Mm-hmm. It was a real. Look, I'm going to drag this team through this game because um, Applewell weren't terrible. They started off brightly and they hit the bar at one point. And, and Spurs needed someone to really spark them. Mm. And, and his goals were of such great quality in that game. They really were. Yeah. It's that touch from his right to bring it onto his left for the first one was just absolutely superb. And one of the great things about Kane is how how well he operates in a very tight amount of space if he's got a defender on him and a goalkeeper bearing down on him you still back him you still expect him to come out on top and he so often does and he's got a great temperament as well as Kane you can't imagine him doing anything stupid kind of getting sent off or anything apart from maybe that away match at Stamford Bridge you know the fight at the bridge when Spurs got caught up in that but you know seldom do you see anything that Harry Kane does and you think ooh that was a bit level headed guy and in interviews and the way is you don't think there's going to be much scandal off the pitch who knows it could be around the corner you never know with footballers but he seems like a decent chap he's got the right mentality he seems just like a good bloke nice person Mm. very focused and that is so important oh he could go to the top look he could go to the very top I was talking to Ray Parler who said to me that Sorry, that's my, my chair squeaking. Uh, I was talking to Ray Parler. He said to me, Arsene Wenger came to Arsenal at exactly the right point in my career because I was going out too much, I wasn't taking it seriously, and I saw that Wenger was letting players go. And I thought, if, it's my chair again. Sorry, guys. Come I don't know what right. I'm yeah, squeaky, squeaky chair. Sausage. I'm looking over at the producer. Mate, and she's, she's not giving me any, any explanation. You're going through the vaults. It's fair as the vault door. Yeah. And uh, anyway, so, so Parler said, look, and what happened was, Arsene Wenger made me a better player without question because he got me to think about the, the game differently but also because he made me realise that mentally it's, it's, it's as important as the physical side of it and if you're lucky enough to be someone like Harry Kane and be that type of character anyway it's hugely going to benefit you You know, we talked at the top of this show about players you know, who stand out as just absolute dickheads mm. you know, in, the, in the mad <laughs> world of football anyway does that benefit their game? you could argue that someone like Diego Costa maybe plays on the edge and that helps him yeah. but I don't think it helps him all this other nonsense that mm-hmm. comes along no, with it not. and Harry Kane obviously doesn't have that and that's a great asset to have and it means he's probably more likely to have a far longer 
career yeah. than, than otherwise. You think yeah. so as well. And as, as we've said so many times about him, he, he does score every type of goal, which makes it just makes it an absolute nightmare to play against. How do you prepare for that? What do you, you know, what yeah. do you take into that sort of performance? I think it's it's worth us mentioning Sissoko again because he got <laughs> got an assist for one of the one of the games. I think Pochettino is basically he's used him in a very intelligent way, which is he's making a virtue of his running. You know, he's he's using him to bomb on and create space and just actually get the best out of this quite kind of unfocused player. And you know, credit to both of them really. He, yeah. I think Sissoko's a, a better start to the season than anyone could have imagined. I think. Yeah. And I, I don't I don't think that he's been a world beater mm. or anything like that. But people were thinking that his career was done at Spurs, and he's shown that perhaps it might not be. You get the cameras out, and you're fine. And, and they and they um, and they play away this weekend, don't they, at Huddersfield? They yeah. do. Well, yeah. I mean, that's a, that is uh, it's a tough one. <laughs> to go away in the Champions League for for a, a very different type of match, and then you come back to the Premier League and you're away against Huddersfield, where you're going to be playing against a, a physical side who won't be afraid to give you a little bit of a kick. Mm. It's fair to say and that's not disrespectful for Huddersfield. That's served them well so far. They've had a number of clean sheets already in the Prem. This is a big ask for them, though, isn't it? Indeed, this is a yeah. tougher test than they um, had. Yeah. A, a, um, a, the, the, the curious thing about this game will be whether Huddersfield try and challenge Spurs to break them down. Yeah, I don't know if Spurs are good at breaking teams down at the moment. That's my that's my question mark over there. True enough. You'd be a fool to think that Harry Kane won't score in this one. Thirty four goals and thirty league appearances in two thousand and seventeen. Eleven it? goals in his last seven matches. He's scored more goals than anyone this kind of year or something like that, isn't it? That's something like that. Yeah, that's that's the Is fact that it's right? been doing the round. Um the Terriers are currently a big fifteen to two to beat Spurs mm. uh, with bet three six five. Ten pound will return eighty five pound including steak. There you are, you see, ladies and gentlemen. There you are. Now it's time for correspondence with Jim Campbell. Yes it is. Uh Ramblers. Just diving straight in. After listening to your recent correspondence section where you discussed the depressing demise of the player manager, you mentioned Glenn Hoddle and whether he played top flight football while managing Swindon. Well, he must have played top flight football for Chelsea, as an early an early cup final memory of mine was Eric Cantona slotting home a second penalty in the nineteen ninety four World oh, Cup. And he brought himself cup final against Hoddle's Chelsea. Indeed, yeah. Um uh, I remember the, now. the camera immediately cut to Hoddle on the bench. His reaction to instantly unzip his jacket like Superman <laughs> throwing off his formal Clark Kent Love attire it. to enter the action and save the day. And they got battered, didn't they? Sadly oh, for Hoddle, Chelsea wanted to lose 4 0. <laughs> <laughs> That's from James Shane. Man, you know, we're all over them. Yeah, it's, it's, okay, imagine that now. I'm pretty sure that season, though, Chelsea did the double over them in the league. Two 1 0 wins. Do you remember the score mm. of both goals? No. Gavin Peacock. Gavin was it really? Peacock. That's a, Marcus, that's that is right. excellent memory and excellent knowledge. The Ga- Reverend Gavin Peacock. Yeah, he's, he became a monk, didn't he? Right, no, he's, he's a minister in Canada. Right, okay. Because yeah. he was a good pundit, wasn't he? He was, he was a bad, yeah. He used to do African Cup of Nations stuff. Yeah, I think. I think that's right. Yeah, yeah but yeah, I, I, that's right. I, pretty, I, I did remember Hoddle being player manager at Chelsea for a while, but I don't think he played for Swindon in the Premier League. I think he. Well, I mean, that's what we were debating, wasn't it? I, I said, I, I said I'm, I'm fairly sure he played as player manager for Swindon at Fratton Park. No, he did. He was player manager. And that's what I'm saying, but Portsmouth yeah. weren't in the top flight then. So no. that's what we were saying. Chelsea, a little bit of recent history with the player manager. Hmm. Yeah. Conte's 48 now. It's just, <laughs> just that yeah. little bit too old. Ah, so, uh, hi guys. I have a story that might be of interest to you. A few years ago, a friend was working at a photo shoot that featured none other than Cristiano Ronaldo. Before it started, the director ran up to the makeup artist and exclaimed, I've just seen Cristiano and you need to redo his makeup. You've used far too much. To which the makeup artist replied, I haven't done it yet. <laughs> I knew you were going to say That's that. how he arrived. <laughs> That's from Dan. That's glorious. That's great, I, isn't I it? I really hope that's true. Yeah, no, no, so no. do that I. That is extremely believable. Yeah. Mm. That doesn't make it true, though. Well, <laughs> no, absolutely not. I've heard some very, in quotes, believable stories about you, Mr. Speller. Have you really? I don't know if they're all true, though. Well, I told you them all. <laughs> <laughs> you can trust me. 
<laughs> do you have any more? We do. We have another one from James Norman. Ramblers, your recent podcast in which you mentioned failed X Factor crooner Chico's unveiling at Turf Moor reminded me of what came directly after it. The following season, in 2008, parachutists provided pretty much entertainment, but a disaster struck with one failing to land on the intended target of the pitch and instead getting stuck on top of the away stand. I remember that. Yeah. Kickoff was delayed by an hour whilst the fire brigade, tr- brigade tried to get him down and Burnley duly lost 3 0 in a drab performance. That's from James Norman. I do remember that, actually. And following on from the last show we talked about Nigel Kennedy being unveiled at Cracovia mm. yes uh, or, not, or not unveiled but you know inexplicably there, there. No, well apparently he live, he's, he's got a place there and he is actually a big fan of the club oh wow he goes to games quite regularly according to someone who got in touch with me after that I still oh, think the supporters don't know who he is it's possible. It's absolutely possible. <laughs> Speaking of Nigel's on the continent, yeah, Nigel Pearson. Oh yeah, Belgian second division club. Wasn't Lovely. It? Ooh, are you that, an ostrich? That's what. <laughs> you don't know that news. You must be an ostrich. That's what we want, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. You see, English managers branching out to the Belgian second tier. <laughs> you got to start somewhere. Indeed, mm. you do. Um, right, we're going to talk about Crystal Palace. Oh, and Swansea after this. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. If I had 99 more England caps, I'd have had 100. Welcome back to the Football Ramble, everybody. Crystal Palace are in a bad way. It got a lot worse for them when Christian Bentecicles picked up an injury, ruling him out for six weeks. Who shall replace his goals? Well, they're well, looking at free agents. I mean, one fit striker is literally available. Literally anyone. <laughs> Any human being yeah. could, could do it. It's a I, shame. And indeed, any sentient member of the animal kingdom could do it <laughs> yeah. as well. <laughs> We're talking about player managers. It's a shame they've got Hodgson in because he is too old. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> speaking of Roy's, maybe it's you know, Roy Essendon could come no. back. Roy the Rovers, Jim, is what they do. Mm. Uh, but yeah, Roy, Roy Essendon didn't play with Palace, though. He played for Wickham, didn't no, he? No, but he was that sort of gun for hire. I'm up for they it. Got, I'm they got saying, him off sea facts. I'm up they? for it. I think that might be another myth, but I'm up for it as well. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Palace have got one fit striker available in the form of Freddie Ladapo, who uh, was playing non league football last year. He hasn't made a first team performance yet. He was sent out on loan to Oldham and Shrewsbury. Didn't pull up too many trees there. But here's, um, here's, my, here's my sort of beef on behalf of Freddie Ladapo. Mm-hmm. I don't know, and I've never seen him play. But if he was signed on merit, and presumably he was, well, he's, 20, he's 24 years old, yeah. and your first instinct when your front-line striker gets injured is to go, we need anyone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I do include Colton Cole in that. <laughs> what, sort of, what is that doing for the confidence of Freddie Ladapo? I agree. I actually agree yeah. with you there. It's a, it's a strange one, isn't it, to have, just to, to have players knocking around that you, you know, openly don't want. Um, well, look, a 24-year-old, no matter how good Ladapo is, and obviously he's got something because a Premier League club 
have signed have taken him. a chance mm. on him, yeah. He's got fitness, at least. Or, 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 you know, he's a 24-year-old, right? There's big talk of Carlton, 33-year-old Carlton Colbring brought in, released by Indonesian side... Percy Bangdung last month after joining them in March, uh, you know, forgive pronunciation. The names of other free agents that were mentioned in the media were Ricky Lambert. Now, he hasn't played since the summer. Now, OK, Ricky Lambert, you can understand that. At least he's a big target man. Yeah. So there's, there is a, a, a long ball tactic to be enjoyed there, mm. potentially. Uh, Giuseppe Rossi was mentioned. I can't see that happening. Uh, David and Gog. 38-year-old Claudio Pizarro. I mean, a good player back in the day. A former Palace player, Marouane Schumach, and Danny Osvaldo was mentioned in this particular article. Right. Danny Osvaldo quit last year to concentrate on music. Is that, <laughs> that, that. And they haven't done the research, is that, is that also the article just naming players? I think yeah. it is. It's like, who are the free agents in football? Because yeah, they're, they're that. available. Let me you're fire a, up football manager. Well, <laughs> if you're going to put in retired players, I mean, yeah. Matthew Letizia's available. Pele. <laughs> can, I, can I just say, um, that with Ladapo, I mean, presumably he's match fit, because mm. he, well, he's, he's at least a fighting fit, because he scores... Um, a handful of goals in League One last season uh, for Oldham and for, and for Shrewsbury. He is a, prof- a currently working professional forward <laughs> right, who you've signed because you think he's got some sort of merit. Mm. Just play him. Yeah, I, I reckon put Big Scott Dan up front. Let him, let him make up for the, uh, the, for the other week. What's going to happen, Jim? Are they going to start scoring negative goals? <laughs> it's not, nothing nothing yeah. can get worse. I mean, to be fair, that is absolutely it. You might as well chuck in the big Ladapo. Mm. Um, and, and you know, it's one of those fairy tale stories where the stars align and all the rest of it, and you suddenly get a new hero from and you somewhere. Get, and you get a nil-nil. And you get yeah. a nil-nil. <laughs> and he defends very well from the front. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think nil-nil might be an ask. I think Lukaku might wrap up the golden boot this weekend. Yeah. <laughs> You know, it's it's that's the thing. Away to Manchester United, all you're looking for is the la- the last thing you want is a striker who, mm. in the form of Carlton Cole, hasn't played in England for a couple of years. I don't think he scores a top flight goal mm. in since 2014. I he, think mm. since playing in the Premier League, he has it was played for West Ham. I think that was. he has played in Indonesia and for I think it would forgive me if this is quite incorrect, but Sacramento Republic. Right. Okay. Mm. You know, so sounds like a shop. Well, <laughs> It's not getting any easier for Palace because they they go they're at Manchester United this weekend. They've got Chelsea in after that, haven't yeah. they? So they, I mean, it's, it's tough for them. I mean, if you do fancy them to, to, to battle out to a draw, and you know, n- last season that wouldn't have been ridiculous. No, um, of course we're not playing in last season. No, we're not. Um, but a draw with uh, Bet Three Six Five is six to one. So ten pound returns seventy pound, including stake. Good luck with that. Yeah. Mm. It could be one of those results. Mourinho's moaning about the schedule. Mm. He could fall. He could, he could feel the weaker side to prove a point, and it backfires on him. Palace have never beaten them in the Premier League, so that you know. Is that right? Yeah, it's a big ask. My goodness, they've had a few draws over the years. A notable one, of course, was when uh, Cantona got sent off mm. for kicking that fan. Always worth revisiting that, ladies and gentlemen. I wonder when Manchester when Manchester United are going to actually have a tough game <laughs> <laughs> an absolute doozy of a uh, an absolute doozy of a uh, of a champion it's been a fixture mix up, mix up well in a fortnight they play Liverpool away there's an, there's an international break isn't there and in a fortnight it's time they play Liverpool away and then they're away to Benfica and then they go away to Huddersfield so it seems like they're getting all their easy ones out of the way early and, mm. yes, and yes, I do include Liverpool at Anfield in that. Yeah. Um, well, the, the Guardiola-Mourinho rivalry has been kept very much under wraps. I mean, last season there wasn't really much of a rivalry, of course, in terms of where the sides were, were positioned. This season, you know, it could be an explosive one. But then, I don't know, some were suggesting that Mourinho and Guardiola have just thought, it's an unwanted distraction and so on and so forth. But that first Manchester derby will be 
uh, will be a great one. So we look forward to that. It might be in December. Can't remember off the top of my head quite rightly. What's that? The first Manchester derby. Yeah, but Jose Mourinho. Yeah, it's, it's on the 9th of December. Right. Yeah, yeah. Jose Mourinho will be in the dugout where he belongs, ladies and gentlemen. After he avoided a ban uh, after being sent to the stands against Southampton, and Mourinho said that he, if it um, sorry, Mourinho said that if he was not punished, then it's because he shouldn't have been sent off. Right, OK, so what he's saying is the reason I wasn't punished is because there was nothing to punish me for. Mm. Yeah, okay. even though he cr- encroached on the right. pitch. I doubt that, yeah. And then, yeah. But Just then, leave it alone. But yeah. then Mourinho played his weird sort of mind games. He then went to compliment referee Craig Paulson, who was in charge of the match, proclaiming Paulson as one of the big talents in England and had an amazing game when officiating the match. What Jose's done is he's, he's created this aura around himself where he can say whatever he wants, whenever he wants, and people will ascribe mind games in quotes to it. Mm. Uh-huh. So it's almost like he's given this moniker of having genius mind game skills when he, I don't even, I don't know if he has. He, 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 what he does is it reminds me of when you see like an American politician filibustering like a bill, <laughs> where you have to talk for fourteen hours without repeating, without stopping, without yeah. going to the toilet. That's that's basically a Mourinho press conference. Mm. Exactly. You, you on the you on the payroll, are you? Yeah, I'm, up for, your I'm up for it. Yeah, I'm up for it. He's, he's using you like a puppet. Yeah. Listen, if Jose Mourinho comes in for me, you will, you two will not see me for that. <laughs> That's I'll right. do a podcast with him. Indeed. And I won't get a word in. Everyone would love it. But we'll dry your tears <laughs> when you come crawling back. Yeah. Shouting, I've been used. Yeah. <laughs> Three seasons later. Yeah. <laughs> maximum. <laughs> maximum. Oh, dear. Let's go to Wales because uh, former Swansea forward Scott Sinclair... I say go to Wales. We're actually going to go back to the Champions League because former Swansea forward Scott Sinclair got himself a goal for former Swansea manager Brendan Rodgers. Mm. Uh, their Celtic side and uh, got a lovely 3-0 win uh, and elect in the Champions League. Great win. A much-needed win of good. course yeah. they're in a group with PSG and Bayern of course and away win in the Champions League is always good to win 3-0 as well mm. it was it was great stuff uh, and Sinclair and Rogers, um they are they're, they're having a lovely time at Celtic yeah I think it was Lee Griffiths after the game said that they'd obviously targeted both those Anderlecht games because I mean mm. when you've got Bayern and PSG in there you're not realistically going to get you know get above third but you know that's it's very smart they have to win those games and they're emphatic they, mm. you know Anderlecht are not going to enjoy going to going to Celtic I think after but that. they're having a bit of a poor time of it at the moment but what what Celtic need to do is they need to understand. Obviously, they probably do understand this, and they're not as good as PSG. They're not as good as Bayern. But Bayern Munich are going for a bit of a patch. I mean, yeah. they're probably about to lose their manager. Um, so by definition, that's going to cause a little bit of instability. And Celtic need to be there to pounce if there's any chink of light in, in the armour and to, to nip it and get that second second spot. Because I mean, you'd think they would get the Europa League position, and and I think. You know, if they after get, that win, if they get a bit, of, but Marcus, if they get a bit of luck and they do go into the Europa League and they get a bit of luck beyond that, they've got a chance of going deep in this competition. They're confident; they win all the time. Mm. I mean, their their undefeated uh, run domestically is incredible. Um, so, second would be amazing for them well. because because I think Rogers is really going to. If he can make any impression at all on the Champions League, that's going to stand him in good stead for his next job because he's yeah. not going to stay at Celtic forever. But if it goes into the Europa League, that might also be a bonus as well because I think they can go deep. I do. Yeah, absolutely right. Well, their old club are currently 15th, though, with five points from six matches in the Prem Swansea. Of course, they got a disappointing result at home last Saturday, beaten 2 1 by a late Watford goal. Um, but Tammy Abraham, he scored his second goal in the league and then Bonnie got his first start since returning to the club. They're away to West Ham, which, if their results are anything to go on, so far could be a good thing because the Swans haven't conceded in three away matches this season. Yeah, mm. they're, they're not. Yeah, that's which just, is quite an odd statistic because they've not been. I mean, 
you know, they've got five points this, this season. If you look at the table and you look at the sides around them, it's, it's not terrible. Well, given that Crystal Palace aren't on the board yet, so can't be considered <laughs> in terms of goal scoring, Swansea are the lowest scorers in the Premier League of the teams who've actually bothered to start scoring goals. Indeed, yeah. And, and, Only three goals and we this said season. this And we said this last week, Marcus, that I don't know where their goals are going to come from. It's good for them that Sammy Abraham got off the mark, but he is not going to be able to lead the line for them and score enough goals to keep him in the division. So he's, he's got a two already this season. Hmm. Looks quite lively. Mm. Mm. Well, I mean, Bonnie getting his first start is, is, is big for them. As, as we've said before, he, he just simply has to sort of rediscover some of the form that he, that he had before. But you, you wonder if a player whose you know, confidence has been damaged over, over a fairly long period can get back to those heights. I mean, the thing is with, with Swansea, I mean, Paul Clem- Clement said uh, last weekend that he was unhappy because they only really played for 40 minutes. And that's because he made a tactical change at half-time. They were playing a 3-5-2 and they changed to a 4-3-3 in the second half. Looked much better. I wouldn't be surprised if he might go for a front three of Ayu, Bonnie and Abraham. Mm. And, and potentially there's goals there. I mean, Ayu has little patches where he plays well and, and scores a few goals and then he goes a little missing. That's if, the problem with a lot of them, isn't it? Well, yes, but if Bonnie can recapture his, his uh, initial or, or, or form when he, when he was first at Swansea, then, then they're away. I think Abraham, you know, he is a threat. He is a threat. Uh, yeah, uh, we're asking. There's a lot of ifs and buts in this. I mean, we, if Bonnie gets his form back of however many years ago, if Abraham can step up, he said mm. he's got two goals now. Yeah. Apologies, I thought he had only scored one. Um, if Jordan Ayew can get into a rich, well, you know, these things, yeah, but, well, okay, these, th- these things aren't going to happen. No, but when I'm saying ifs and buts, Bonnie has performed in the Premier League before. Correct. He's got it in him. Correct. Ayew does have few patches, so if he can just stretch them out a little bit, mm. Abraham showing signs of encouragement. I'm just saying it's it's within the realms of possibility that Swansea could find themselves in a little bit of a better position, but it's very difficult. But going away to West Ham, that is a winnable mm. game. But both sides have got to be looking at that as a winnable game Absolutely. because they're struggling. You can't have a conversation about this and Swansea going forward without the fact that they've lost to Gerson as well. Who yeah, create, creates them, of course. Uh, so many chances for mm. them, so that's going to be a factor too. Mm. It's like missing a central nervous system, isn't it, from it that really team? It really is. Very much so. And, but, you know, the, the thing is, what they can do in, in this situation is try and make themselves tough to beat. And those, those clean sheets are obviously a step in that direction. Mm. West, um, West Ham have got a fit Manuel Lanzini to call upon for the match at the London Stadium, which is a plus for them. Yeah, mm. Swan, Swansea seven to two with Bet three six five to pick up a win at the London Stadium. So ten pound will return forty five pound, including stake. You wonder what the future holds for West Ham and, and, and poor old Slaven, don't you as well? Mm, yeah, you do indeed. I yeah. don't think he's a brilliant manager or anything, but I do feel sorry for him as well. You have to. Um, there was a story in the press, I think, last week. Tammy Abraham deciding not to opt to play for Nigeria, the country of his father, and he's represented England at youth level before. I always find it quite an interesting chat sometimes players when they decide not to do that because he's clearly got a bit of ambition I mean he may well feel that he's not Nigerian you know there's that that kind of argument there but in pure footballing terms it would suggest that he feels like you know I think I might have a shot playing for England there without being disrespectful to Nigeria Mm. well he's only 19 well exactly but then then you see you know a couple of years later he goes oh go on then I'll play for Nigeria or something you know (laughs) So that's official. He's declared for them, has he? Well, he's declared for. Well, he's he's not declared for Nigeria. Okay, right. Whereas the the likes of Victor Moses, Alex Iwobi, maybe even Shola Amiobi. Yeah. yeah, he did as well. Yeah, a man, another man who got a double in the Champions League once. Mm. Upon well, a time. To be fair to to someone like Sammy Abraham, if he came through twenty years ago, you'd think. Well, he's probably not going to get a chance because England has so many good strikers, yeah. so many sort of capable strikers who would score at the top level regularly. Could you argue they've got that now? Mm. I mean, Harry Kane aside, who, who, who would yeah. you put behind Harry Kane to peck in order forwards for England? 
Well, I mean, you're looking at a, 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 little, a very unfit Daniel Sturridge. Well, there's a little lad called um, Isaac Vassell, currently playing for Birmingham City. Isn't yes, there he now? is a relation to Darius. Nice link, Mark. Yeah. <laughs> well done, mate. <laughs> Who knows, ladies and gentlemen, we could have a Vassell back in that squad. And what, to, what type of player is he, Marcus? He's a small striker. Is he really? Yeah. <laughs> and what would you say his strengths and his weaknesses? Um, well, I haven't seen him play yet. Strengths related to Darius Vassell. Yeah. <laughs> Probably pacing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Allows me a link to Sven. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Weaknesses, consistency, um, general yeah. finishing. Yeah. Uh, you know, but great um, attitude. Great attitude on the boy. So Big the, in Turkey. Yeah. So, so the current, the most recent squad, and I know the England squad for the next round of games has been announced today. Yeah. And I haven't seen that yet. But the most recent one before that was Marcus Rashford, Harry Kane, Sturridge, Welbeck, Vardy, and Defoe. Yeah. Mm. Defoe's not going to be around much longer, of course, mm-hmm. in a playing sense. I've got no, I don't know what's happening to him personally, but he's not going to play uh, for, for much longer. Vardy's 30 already. Um, Sturridge can't stay fit, as Jim's alluded to. Harry Kane's world class, so he'll, he's always going to play. Rashford sometimes plays on the wing. Exactly, and Welbeck is in and out, isn't he? So, oh, yeah, I mean, there is you... an opening there, probably for Abraham, if he can score a consistent amount of goals. Are you forgetting about a little guy called Theo Walcott? <laughs> no, I'm not forgetting about him. <laughs> oh, no, I am forgetting about him, but that's very much a conscious decision. <laughs> yeah. um, here's one for you, then. If Abraham was playing uh, a little bit part here and there and coming mm, on mm. for a team like Chelsea still Ooh. would he be in the England squad quite possibly yeah. maybe yeah if he's lively, what if he's doing a Neil McCann look he may not have many goals but if he's lively they might say many runs as Tammy Abraham yeah don't get it. Okay, many sons as Father Abraham. Oh, okay, right. <laughs> I mean, it was. Wrong, I think, wrong I think, room. I think you'll look back on that and think it and say it was. I a think stretch. that was one of my best. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I've no doubt the listeners will agree as they always do. And if they don't, how come they do? Um, Luke, what is our best bet with Bet Three Six Five? Our best bet is from the man James Short, who's still in the hot seat oh, after yeah. Watford bounced back, um, and he had, he had them as part of a double with with someone else. Uh, man United, I think, away at Southampton, so he's still in the hot seat he's already raised a good amount of money for prostate cancer good UK man. and he's back in the inbox back in the hot seat with this greetings ramblers I was delighted to see Swansea's defenders come over all charitable in injury time last week passing like the Red Sea to see our bet home and usher me back into the hot seat this week's effort takes inspiration from that timeless image of Marcus's spirit animal Kevin Keegan mm-hmm. uh, slumped over the advertising hoardings as Big Stan hammered home the winner for Liverpool against Newcastle way back in 1996 mm-hmm. do you want a moment Marcus or you're alright no, I have many moments <laughs> he says I'm taking a, so I'm taking us up to St James's on Super Sunday and going for over three and a half goals in the game between Newcastle and Liverpool. Not quite the goal glut of 96, but hopefully a decent return for charity. Best wishes, James Short. So... Over three and a half goals in Newcastle v Liverpool is thirteen to eight with Bet three six five and fifty pounds will return one hundred and thirty one pound twenty five, including stake for Prostate Cancer UK. You must be over the age of eighteen to gamble and uh, gamble responsibly. And for more information, go to gamblerware.co.uk. We wish you all the best, James. You're in a decent position. I think that's a good bet. I do. Number one. Number two. You're in a decent position to be the first one uh, to, to, to get a hat trick on the board. And, yeah. and I think we should have some sort of in our, in our office. We should have some sort of a hall of fame on the board mm. for that get the names up there Instagram it so people can see it let's not get ahead of ourselves no. though with James because yeah, no one's done it he's in the right position he's in the right position so I mean you know we don't want to give him friend of the ramble status he's probably already got it I think a hat trick gives you friend of the ramble no no I think it should give you more hall of fame on the board can we give it OBEs no I don't think we can <laughs> okay, <no. right. laughs> um, yeah if we couldn't get one for Shirley Ramey OB <laughs> O-R-E order of the ramble empire there you go yeah, yeah. there you go that'll do wouldn't it yeah. <laughs> yeah what's his name James Shorts. Yeah, could, could be, be the first Short ever. Or. Yeah, James Short or. Yeah. James Short O-R-E. <laughs> 
That'd be nice. Lovely it? old. We'll job. have our fingers crossed for you, James. Indeed. And James the good thing will. about that is it's a Sunday evening afternoon kickoff, so we have got a whole weekend to build up. We've got to loads it. of goals to look forward to on that Sunday afternoon. Hopefully, yeah. Um, let's look ahead to the weekend, though, Luke. Yeah, me again. Mm. Look ahead to the weekend with our lovely <laughs> listeners, um, Dave Nutt. I'm looking forward to getting along to Oktoberfest in Munich and seeing which Bayern players look happiest to be away from Carlo's eyebrow. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Carlo would have a blowout there, wouldn't he? Mm. He's been fired. A blowout. Yeah, he I mean, wouldn't he? Traditionally, they tend to rock up anyway. Don't don't they? And, and you know, well, yeah, enjoy quite. It. But um, put yourself in this position: you're wealthy, right? You you probably like a beer. Mm-hmm. I know Carlo definitely likes a glass of wine. You, you've been fired. You've got no responsibilities. You're just describing Pete Donaldson. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I was thinking about it. It reminds me of someone. Can we take a moment to enjoy the name Dave Nutt as well, yeah. please? Dave's emailed him before. I think he might be a friend of the Rambo, actually. Dave Nutt. You'd think uh, we'd know, wouldn't you, by now? Yeah. There's a, there is a lot of them. We've yeah. got a lot of friends. They're all our friends. We've got 104 friends. Um, Wesley Brownlee. I'm looking forward to Liverpool creating an exciting game with 47 close-range shots on goal and then drawing. Is that Wes Brown having a dig with, with a rubbish assumed name? <laughs> yeah, it's an well, extension of Wes Brown. As yeah. long as it's a big scoring draw, Mr Brown, we don't mind. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. But I think he's um, thinking of more of a nil-nil, though, isn't he? Carl McKenna. As a Sheffield United supporter and a football fan from the Pete Donaldson School of Cynicism, I'm extremely worried some form of monumental cock-up is around the corner and fully expect us to get thumped against Forrest. Well, listen, Carl, you probably will because we've been bigging up Chris Wilder this week. Indeed. And you will know what happens after that. Yeah. They've had a couple of good results of, of late Sheffield United, but it is the championship. Anything can change. Uh, Finn Todd. Grimsby v Lincoln in the Football League for the first time in eight years. Glad to see Lincolnshire football slowly but surely rising back up after its disastrous decline in the 2000s it's a local derby with real passion now the reason I included that is because I erroneously you did referred to uh, Mansfield Town v Grimsby as a local derby what I meant to say was it's a bit of a derby game because it was a bit of a derby in terms mm. of fiercely competitive and all the rest of it I'm digging a hole for myself I apologise yeah but a derby that is, one certainly is a local derby but a derby in itself is not necessarily a local derby exactly mm. you have to call it a local derby because Real Madrid Barcelona is a derby Manchester United versus Liverpool was traditionally a derby. You know, that kind of thing. At a time, not that long ago, Chelsea versus Liverpool, you could argue, was a derby, you see. Mm. Yeah, I mean... You see? I think, I think the dictionary defines a derby as any sort of fiercely competed for event. Exactly. Yeah, so that's fair enough. Yeah. I've possibly sort of got out of it on a technicality there, I hope. Yeah, but um, you, you were um, goading the, the Grimsby uh, ultras, weren't you? No, I wasn't. Okay. They were terrifying. You're not doing um, it anymore. I've, got this, I've just included this one at the end, Marcus, for you and, ah. and you alone, from Marius Bjornesson, who says... Well, this is gonna, I know where this is going. No, you don't. I do? Do you? Go on. Oh, I, th- I thought it sounded like a bit of a Swedish name. It's not about Sven. Ah, oh, yeah. So I don't read it out then. <laughs> yeah, all right, thank fine. you very much for listening to. <laughs> no, he says I'm looking forward to Roy Hodgson. Oh, there you go. go. All right, back, back in. on board. Back in. Imitating Alan Pardew's dance from the FA Cup <laughs> final. <laughs> <laughs> after Crystal Palace scored their first goal of the season. You're absolutely right. Forgive mm. me for doubting you, chap. We'll have, we'll have our fingers crossed. What a moment that's going to be, though. Those fans are going to hit. It, 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 take off. It's going to be, it's going to be amazing. <laughs> I hadn't thought about how it good that was going to be. It could be a famous win for Big Roy. Mm. We look forward to I that. Don't, I don't think it will be. But, yeah. <laughs> but it, it would be a famous one. It's so unlikely that it took me a while to process what you're actually <laughs> saying then. I think Jim's right. Lukaku could wrap up the golden boot yeah. On, yeah. on the weekend. Uh, any more for any more, gentlemen? Yeah, um, yeah, I should probably say that the latest On The Continent show is out now. Mm. Subscribe to that on iTunes by searching On The Continent or wherever you get your pods. Yeah. Uh, this week we talked about... Uh, Besiktas versus Fenerbahce. Quite a lot of Turkish uh, delight going on. Yeah, in we talked about Andrea Agnelli at Juventus. We talked a bit of... Doing uh, a Robbie Hill. Real Betis. Yeah. A bit of Dortmund. Um, 
all sorts of other stuff. So do check that out. And also, don't forget the Luke and Pete show. That's still out every Monday, and you can subscribe to that. And that is all sorts of nonsense that basically isn't football with me and Pete. So do check that out there as well. There we are, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much for listening to the Football Ramble Preview Show, sponsored by Bet365. It's been an absolute pleasure. Pete will be back next week, I believe. We all look forward to that. Pete Donaldson mm. will return in the pod. Well, listen, if you want something to look forward to at the weekend, Pete's back this weekend, and our Twitter account's just been upgraded to 280 characters. <laughs> listen, the mind boggles. I've already let him know, and he's, he's <laughs> looking forward to it so keep an eye on that at Football Ramble absolutely say goodbye Jim goodbye say goodbye Luke goodbye cheerio from me catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.